Hello and welcome back to the Breaking Western podcast. We are now in season. Don't do it. Three. She did it. <laughs> Marketing and media within the Western industry. We're bringing you people from all of the sides of the globe and the industry <laughs> and the what else can we say? I don't know where you're. You're on your own with this one. <laughs> And we're just having a really fun mix of people on this season um, to give you all inspiration and um, just to learn a little bit about these amazing guests. And today is, I always say, no exception, <laughs> no exception today. Abby, tell them who we're talking to. Well, I'm going to be honest and, and no pressure on today's guests, but they're they're pretty amazing and they yeah. have an impressive portfolio of yeah. work. Um, they've worked with ranches like... Wilkes brands like Kimes, Rock and Roll Denim, Montana Silversmiths, makers like Espoila Design Co., boutiques like the Wild Roan, the Triangle Tea. I'm not even done talking. Yet. The list still goes on. <laughs> Just to name a few. <laughs> casual. Just name a few like really small casual things. Yeah, very small brand. She's helping them out. <laughs> they also work with rodeos and promoting Western events and even weddings. And they hold a PRCA photographer's card amazing so these people are really your one-stop shop because they have a team of professionals including photographers and videographers to help with content development marketing strategies you name it it really looks like they do it so today we are honored <laughs> to be sitting here talking with the founder and the owner both of McFarland Productions Natalie McFarland Natalie how the heck are you <laughs> I meet her. She sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> a little of an introduction. Thanks, girls. <laughs> well, hey, you deserve it. <laughs> yeah, that we had to cut some stuff out. You know, we, we could have gone on for a long time, but it certainly <laughs> is impressive. And we always like to start right at the beginning, which is probably nowhere near where you're at now. And so, taking us back in time, uh, how did you get started with this before you became a brand? Um, how did that journey look for you? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know that like my journey ever had like a starting point. There wasn't like a point in time where I decided this is what I'm doing really, but I was kind of that like kid that always had a camera in their hand, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so in 4-H and all of that, like I did the photography project and learned a lot about, you know, the actual workings of the camera. Um, and started shooting, you know, for friends and that kind of thing, um, or my own horses and things like that. And, um, my obsession became a side money through college. Um, and then I also, um, really liked website development and things like that and video as well. And so I just kind of did all these things on the side through college until I realized that it could be a real thing. So, mm. McFarland Productions officially started um, in 2014, but I think I've had a camera in my hand since I could walk. So. Dang. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, that's really interesting because truthfully, there's not a lot of businesses like yours in the Western industry or people mm -hmm. doing really targeted work like you were doing. So how did that evolve? How did that go from you always having a camera into your hand into this kind of business? Yeah, um, so I I started just with photography. That was really the basis of the business. And, and we actually, 
you know, at first kind of shot anything that would come your way, um, especially when it was side money in college, um, mm. you know, anything from senior photos to newborns and weddings and kind of everything in between. Um, and I think that's kind of, you know, most photographers story. Um, everybody kind of starts with whatever walks in my door. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, um, but as I developed the business, I had some really great friends that were photographers and, and have grown up in the Western industry my whole life. Um, mm. And so I knew I wanted to do something in agriculture or in rodeo or something that I could be in around the people and the lifestyle that I loved so much. So um, we actually started focusing on ranch weddings at first. Um, and so we did lots of weddings all over the Pacific Northwest, um, photography at first, and then added in the videography side. Um, and then I realized that as much as I love weddings, we had to do way too many to make it a year-round <laughs> deal. Um, like I, I, when it comes to weddings, you know, I want to do maybe five a year because mm. then I can really get to know the couple. And it's, it's, it's important to me that we develop a relationship with the bride and groom rather than just see how many we can do. Mm, that's <laughs> um, cool. And I always really wanted to do brand work. Um, I've, you know, done lots of different things throughout my life, um, that were promoter based, um, you know, from, being a rodeo queen uh, to, you know, actually having some marketing type positions and at a couple of different companies and helping with clubs and organizations and events as a volunteer and that kind of a thing. So I've always had interest in the marketing of the Western lifestyle and helping people make a bigger, uh, either a bigger income or, um, you know, continue to grow within the Western industry. So we started shooting, um, commercial um side of things and um I started I'd say like my first big commercial contract and really what uh gave birth I guess <laughs> to <laughs> the Farland Productions business model was when we started working with Wilkes Ranches mm -hmm. so Wilkes Ranches I think it was 20 I think it was 2015 if I remember right when we started working with them um but we um, had developed this idea of basically providing the digital marketing department for companies. So um, we presented the idea of developing and maintaining the website, developing and maintaining the social media, doing all the graphic design, all of the photography and videography, and doing all the brand strategy for Wilkes Ranches. Um, and so we picked up that contract, um, and we've been with them ever since. Um, so we... Basically, Wilkes um, proved that what we thought was possible was possible. Mm -hmm. So cool. with, the, with the start of that Cornerstone project, you know, we started working with all kinds of brands across the, across the whole spectrum of the Western lifestyle. And I love that it really is the whole spectrum. It is rodeos. It is ranches. It is the Western fashion, like the actual families where you're getting involved with the weddings and these milestone moments. Um, that's just really neat. And definitely like, you know, on the website, it talks about you, your mission statement, talking about um, the heritage, the tradition, like you certainly bring in those elements with this new idea of having an online presence and having a marketing team outside of maybe who's actually within your company. And I think that's a very interesting distinction is that y'all are providing a service that is so complementary to people's mm. work mm -hmm. and it really adds to it without, I think a lot of people don't want to have to kind of 
mess with the distraction of social media. Maybe yeah. they recognize the importance of it, but yeah. you're providing that service so they don't have to do it. Yeah. And, and you know, ranchers should be out there ranching, you know? Yeah. So yeah. like I get that they don't want to deal with the social media day to day or, or, you know, the marketing aspects, digital marketing aspects of a business. I, I get that. And, and the other thing that's super important to us is that everything is represented exactly, exactly accurately with no Hollywood influence. <laughs> ah, very cool. So for me, you know, we we probably could, you know, not that we would do it, but we probably could come up with a marketing plan for like Nike or something similar to Nike, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's not who we are. It's not where we're from. Our whole team is is you know grew up in the ag industry in one way or another, either. Um, you know, rodeoing or on various beef ranches or on dairies. And, um, you know, we all came from this lifestyle, which is super important to me. Um, and like you said, there's not a lot of us that do it in the industry. There's there's definitely a few that are doing some really great um, work in the marketing spectrum in the Western industry. Um, but the number one thing to me is you have to have a passion for ag and you have to have a passion, a passion for the Western lifestyle. And I could teach you the skills for the rest. So oh, that's cool. That's cool. it's more important to me that, that our people actually, actually care and actually get it. Cause it can be p- portrayed really inaccurately. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us more about that though. What makes marketing in the Western world so different from any other given industry? Yeah. 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 Um, well, I mean, we are marketing a product, we are marketing a service, right? But, but it's a little bit different in that it's not just a pair of tennis shoes, right? Like anybody can wear a pair of tennis shoes, but not everybody puts on a pair of cowboy boots, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, there's a whole different set of, um, there's a whole lifestyle behind what we're doing. And so, you know, rooted in the, in the, um, you know, traditions of and the heritage of the Western industry is super important because we do, we, while we're moving into this modern sort of version of marketing and, and interacting and all of that, the Western industry is still the Western industry. You know, mm. we still, we still, you know, ride horses for the most part to, to work cows and it's all still rooted in the same thing that we would have been doing to ranch a hundred years ago. Um, um, there's upgrades, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, you know, all of it is still basically the same. Um, so for us, that's, that's really important. You're such a quotable woman. We're both uh-huh. sitting here like, Oh my yes, gosh, Oh my yes. gosh, get the timestamps yes. so we can do this. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> So, Natalie, tell us why it's so important to have a marketing strategy for these brands. Like you said, they're involved in the ranching side, they're getting their product to market, but maybe they're not thinking online bigger picture. So what do you uh, feel like the draw is for having that social media presence or starting to build some of the services that you offer? Sure. Um, Well, I, I think that it doesn't matter what industry you're in or what business you're in, any business that isn't growing is shrinking. So that's even mm-hmm. if you're staying the same. So if we're, in, if we're all wanting to continue to do what we do every day, um, we need to be promoting within our own industry to our own customers to reach them where they are. Mm-hmm. And currently where they are means online. So social media, 
you know, you're having a really great website that functions, that has really great SEO that you can actually find on Google and whatnot, um, and having engaging content that isn't an interruption to somebody's day. Um, because before social media was social media, it was social networking. And so the whole point of social media is for people to be able to network with one another. And really, the existence of businesses on social media is an interruption to the point of social media. So ah, I love that. <laughs> so you have to you have to be real. You know, people want to follow companies that aren't afraid to be who they are online um, and aren't afraid to be accessible. Um, we've never been in a, in a day where accessible marketing was more important. You know, now you'll see, I mean, TikTok's kind of a new thing, right? Or maybe oh, yeah. the dead, depending on what happens. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, TikTok, there's, there's big celebrities on there. Um, you know, like uh, Will Smith is on there. And if you message him, you're expecting that Will Smith is answering you, right. which is mm-hmm. a crazy concept, right? right. Normally, yeah. like if you think back in the 80s, if you got to meet a Hollywood star, mm. it was like a big deal. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we think if that person doesn't respond to me, well, they're rude and I'm not a fan. You know? So, yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's so that true. has changed wildly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really no different for companies either. You know, like people probably think, well, back in the day, probably Wrangler felt really inaccessible, right? Because Mm -hmm. it wasn't about being a person that you could interact with. Or a really great example of this is like Wendy's, right? The Wendy's, the restaurant. Mm -hmm. So Wendy's, you're not expecting to talk to a person when you reach out to Wendy's before, you know, maybe the last five years, 10 years, maybe, um, of the marketing world. But now you're expecting them to respond with some really probably crass response. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's not all Wendy's, it's serious entertainment. So, <laughs> um, but like having a personality online and it being real, accessible, and authentic to who you are as a company and people feeling like they can actually interact with a person that is your company is super important. So your your strategy on social media, on the way you do video ads on the way that you communicate with people who would be buying from you is it's got to be real. It's got to be who you are. The days of, you know, paid representatives that go and do the ad and nobody talks to anybody (laughs) are gone. Um, So, yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. To oh, be yeah. honest. oh, you so did. <laughs> well, now all I can think about too is the National Park Service and their Abby's favorite is my favorite because never had I ever felt like I had a personal. I feel like I need to be careful about the way I phrase this, and it's going to sound weird. We'll say connection. To an, a government entity like the National Park Service, uh, and now yeah, I yeah. love them. I'm like, like yeah. that job. That job goes up on on LinkedIn or whatever is available, right? And you're like, God, how am I going to market National Park Service? Yeah. Like, I mean, pretty pictures, I guess. But then, like, you've got whoever runs their social media is hilarious. The, <laughs> I'd like to think it's like Smokey the Bear or someone. Right. <laughs> But you should check out Kraft macaroni and cheese too. Oh, okay. Their newest ads are hilarious, <laughs> and it's like 
It's a little bit maybe politically incorrect, but it's comical. <laughs> From craft. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so interesting because truly I'd never thought about it this way, but really a company's internet presence is an extension then of their customer service. Oh yeah. I, I want, I want any customer for any brand that we either do marketing for or ourselves to not feel like we're any different when you call us on the phone, get us in the same room or work with us directly. Right. So I don't want any of our social media content to not sound and feel and, and interact like us, you know, mm, yeah. and, and it's the same for any brand we manage. So um, it's important that you're communicating the same way you expect a person to feel when they walk in your business. Wow. Yeah. I love this. And that's great because authenticity comes, comes through, whether that's yeah. in a one-on-one face-to-face interaction, whether it's through the phone or whether it's... So through a caption. This is like on the front of my mind now. Okay, so if you are a separate entity running social media for people, how do you create this unique voice if you're not that say the rancher? Person. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we spend a lot of time with them. Okay. Um, we don't run social media for any company we don't feel like we understand. Mm. Um, the other thing that we um we want to be able to do with a company before we run social media or do any kind of major marketing, anything really for them, even, you know, just ad images is understanding their ideal client. So mm. I feel like every business goes through this or if they haven't, they better be, yeah. <laughs> um, is really understanding your ideal client. And I mean, like name them, yeah. know where uh-huh. they buy, you know, coffee, know what they would probably order if they were buying coffee you know, like, yeah. know what what brands are they most likely to buy when they're talking about work clothing? What are they most likely to do when they go on vacation and where would they go? Um, mm-hmm. You know, knowing, really knowing that person as if they're your best friend is going to be the number one way to reach the right person. Because if I'm talking to my ideal client who, like, from the productions conveniently calls ours Amy. Amy. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm talking to Amy, I already know what Amy likes. I know I can relate to Amy. I know that we can talk to Amy. So everything we do is talking to Amy. Um, And it's much easier to think about it that way and know who you're talking to than it is to just put stuff out there. Because you don't really have like a strategy if you don't know who you're talking to. This just changed everything for me. I know. I'm like... (laughs) Ooh, that's good. That's yeah. And I also love that it's Amy. It's Amy. not like John Wayne. It's Amy. <laughs> Hello, Amy. <laughs> that's great. So I'm curious then when you're when we're talking about developing these strategies and having your target markets and any any number of things. What is the then the biggest mistake you see? people, whether that's in a new business or an individual, what's the biggest mistake you see them making in terms of developing their marketing strategy or in terms of their approach? It's kind of one thing, but I think it's, it's trying to be all things to everyone um, and, and not focusing on what it is you actually want to do and having a fear of narrowing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, when I when I started my business and I said, okay, I'm going to work in the Western industry because I know it, I get it, I love it, I love the people, I want to work in the Western industry. There were lots of people that said, God, is there enough work in that? 
Uh, you know? mm. <laughs> um, and so their fear was, well, you're narrowing yourself so much. How could you possibly, you know, know for sure you could make enough money focusing on just one thing. Right. And for me, when we decided to do that, that's when we became a real brand. That's mm. when we became a company. But all companies do that, really, you know. So Nike is just an easy example because everybody knows them, right? They're mm-hmm. focusing on people who are interested in or participate in athletics, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you're looking for runners. You're looking for football players, you know. So you're you've got you've got a person in, in mind. So the number one mistake that people make is thinking that by limiting their scope they're also limiting their possibilities, which is not true at all. It's making you the guy for the thing. So um, I don't care what, I don't care what industry you're in or what business you're in. You have to be the guy for something. Damn. (laughs) Okay. So when you're looking at this so specifically of Western industry, but it's also broad enough that it's not just rodeo. It's not just um, like right. beef and marketing. I, I, think, I think we probably could be narrower, you know, um, McFarland Productions. I wouldn't be scared to be narrower if I didn't mm. have so much love for all parts of the Western lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and like to me, my number one goal for our company is the preservation of the Western lifestyle. So mm. to me, I can't achieve that without caring about rodeo and horse showing, Mm. and Montana Silver's Best Wrangler big brands, and the small maker that makes things a traditional way, and the Angus ranches, and the wheat growers. So for me, all of that is in the focus of promoting and preserving the Western lifestyle. I have chills. Yeah. If you're going to be a photographer, you know, like let's say I just want to be a photographer, be a ranch wedding photographer. Don't be a wedding photographer Mm -hmm. or a ranch, photo- you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. pick something that's important to you that focuses you on, a, on an ideal client because, um, you know, I have a friend who is not in the Western industry at all. She's another photographer. Um, her name is Sam Starnes, and she focused her entire business, her entire everything on being an elopement photographer. Ah. So she does is adventure, adventure elopements, destinations all over the world for couples who want to have very beautiful views, big vistas type weddings. And so, you know, usually it's Sam and the couple and they go to, I don't know, she's done in Italy and Australia and oh I don't know, all over the place and like a lot of national parks. <laughs> um, but she's been everywhere <laughs> focusing on couples who want to focus on the two of them and do their wedding for the two of them and not for the wedding fluff you know mm. um, and I had a big wedding I love my big wedding but that is her focus <laughs> is elopement so there is no niche that is too small because there are people all over the world interested in that one thing mm, so yes. you can connect with the people it's more important to have an ideal client that you can connect with than it is to be all things to everyone wow yes. so one of our goals with this podcast is to bring people like you to our listener you know make it super accessible and for them to learn something for somebody that maybe is wanting to do something like what you're doing or even if they're just getting into starting their own business what is your advice on you know how to figure out what they like or how to narrow down a scope if they do love a lot of different things 
Yeah, I mean, I think it takes everybody time. I don't think mm. you necessarily just, you know, go wake up one day and go, I want to be this thing for this specific person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've got to try some of it. Um, I'm one of those people that likes to try everything. Like, I'm, I just like to try new things and, and do that kind of thing. So it took me a while to decide, you know, this is what I want to do and this is how I want to do it and all of that. Um, but knowing, I think the most important thing is knowing yourself, particularly if you're going to start a new business and you're going to be the guy, um, you know, you're a man band doing all the things, you better do the thing you know the most because business in general is a lot of learning anyway. Mm. So if you at least understand the person or the product or the service or the whatever that you're marketing, because you use it, believe in it, identify with it, whatever it happens to be, that's going to be how you know what you should be doing. Um, You know, I don't, like I said before, we could probably put together a marketing campaign for a running shoe company, but let's be honest, unless there's a bear, I'm not running. (laughs) 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 There's probably something chasing me. You should probably run too. industry you know I get that I grew up ranching I grew up rodeoing I grew up showing horses um you know I have a very deep connection to the lifestyle and so for us the answer was really easy um but and like even for a person like me who has a wide variety of interests you know like Mm -hmm. I really love aviation I also really love mechanicking I also really love construction right so there's lots of areas that I probably could have focused in and been just as happy, but I had to pick the one that I knew I was the most passionate about that I knew that I knew well enough to be able to market it. I still, I'm still trying to process through this idea of like, be the guy for the thing. It's so good. It's I'm going (laughs) to be, I'm going to be sitting with that one for a while. So with, (laughs) with your wide variety then of interests and you started this business and you are offering all of these services. You have a team of people that you work with. So tell us, tell us more about them. Yeah. Um, so we have a little team, but we do a lot. Um, so uh, Stephanie Furlong has been with me the longest. Um, she is, I actually knew her for quite a, quite a few years before she worked for us, but she's a photographer and videographer on the team. Um, and she um, shoots for the event. So, um, she's a mom of four beautiful little girls. She has her hands very full. Um, and they have a, a sheep operation, um, not too far from us, actually. They're, she's local to me. Um, and her and her husband run a pretty large sheep operation, and her husband's also a shearer and that kind of thing. So, she's got her hands full during the week and then shoots for us as much as possible. Um, and she's really, really awesome. Um, Ashley Kendall is a photographer, videographer, admin assistant, editor, social media manager, does lots of things (laughs) with them. Um, so she, um, has been with the team actually was probably pretty darn close to a year. She's been shooting for us more than a year, but as far as full time, almost a year, um, And she grew up in, you know, the rodeo and horse show world. Um, Her other half is a PRCA bullfighter, so she's real connected to the industry that way. 
Um, she is also a PRCA permit holder for photographer's cards, so she's working on that too. Um, so she's awesome and lots of fun. <laughs> um, we have a web developer who works with us. Um, his name is Daniel Willitzer. Um, he works with us on a contract basis, but it's extremely frequent. So he does a lot of our hardcore coding type of jobs where we need to do something custom. Hmm. Um, and then Katie Connor actually just joined the team today. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. Congrats, girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she uh, grew up in the dairy industry um, and worked a few different places. Uh, Merck, I'm going to get the name of this wrong, but it's, it's uh, Merck owns a recreational facility in the Vermont area. And she worked for them for a long time. And there's, you know, she drove a team um, of horses quite a bit and oh, managed cool. events and lots of things like that. Um, so she just joined the team today. Um, and then me. Um, so that's kind of the team. And that's amazing that everyone on your team, like top to bottom is affiliated with the Western world or Mm -hmm. passionate about it. And so it's not just you when, when you're putting this all together, like when you say it's a passion for preserving the industry. Yeah. When I'm looking for a new team member, my first thing is, is why do you care about ag? Um, Um, and because I can, I can teach a whole lot of skills, right? I can teach you how to effectively run social media. I can teach you how to run InDesign and Illustrator and Premiere and Photoshop and cameras. I can teach you all those skills so long as you have a, you know, general, you know, I guess, interest in design or photography or whatever. Um, so, so long as you, if, if, if you can get the I do care about the Western industry part down, a lot of the other stuff I could teach you. That's great. I think that's a really big takeaway for anyone starting up in any industry yeah. that... Why do you care about it at you its have core? To, you have to care about it first, yeah. and, and you can learn the skills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, especially in a marketing situation like we are, you know, you can... You can do what seems like a really minor thing um, when you're working on an ad or you're shooting, you know, some Western fashion or something like that, or you're shooting for, you know, like Wrangler Network would be a really good example, right? You would never want to put somebody in a pair of Wranglers in a pair of boots that you would never wear with a pair of Wranglers and the Wrangler don't touch the heel of their boot when they're on their horse. Like, little things like that yes. that stick out like a sore thumb to anybody in the industry mm-hmm. that if you don't know or you're not part of it, you haven't been around it, you're just not going to know those things. And it's not anything that you've done wrong or anything like that, but if you get it, it's going to make your whole your life a whole lot easier. <laughs> I love that. And I think that's so much of the Hollywood part of it and getting mm-hmm. away from that. I mean, how many horse movies and TV shows have we all watched and we're just rolling our eyes being like, no oh, horse, like, Winnie's that I, much. <laughs> I struggled to watch Yellowstone at first because I was like, are they going to do this well? <laughs> nothing irritates me more when they're like supposed to be having like some romantic ride across the pasture, right? And they just look like a dork walking around. <laughs> You're like, I'm like, very distracted. <laughs> so, like, were you, I don't know, have a really, your cowboy hats on backwards. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. 
types of things. Um, I just think that our, our industry in particular, and I think this is true of several industries, but our industry in particular has been very romanticized by Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And there's so much out there that is just, it's not, it's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we all know it doesn't take us but three seconds to see the thing that's wrong with it, you know. So I think if your target audience is within the Western industry, you better be marketing like it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I think that brings us to a great stopping point of just tell people where to find you, how to reach you, because brands need to work with you. Like, they just do. Productions.com is our main website. Um, we're just at McFarland Productions on any social media platform. We've got Vimeo, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, I personally am just Natalie at McFarlandProductions.com, so we're super easy. First name at McFarlandProductions.com, or my phone number is 541-315-5806. There it is. There she folks. is. That's and how to be. Really, if you haven't checked out their page. I know we say this like every week, but it's always true. It's no we exception. We only have good guests. As they say. It's no exception. <laughs> their content is amazing. Yes. Their work is incredible. Would absolutely encourage you to check it out because I've... You're going to be inspired. Everything Natalie has to offer is invaluable. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> well, so thanks, girls. I appreciate it. We yes. appreciate you. And we hope to see you. Will you be at the NFR this year? Final question. Oh, we will be. Oh, Woo-hoo. we'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Natalie, again so much for being on today. And thank you all for listening, wherever you're listening from. We're glad to have you on another episode of, of the, the Breaking, Breaking Western, Western Podcast. Podcast. Season three. Oh, she's Marketing said it and media. <laughs> there she is. We'll see y'all next week.